You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number 16. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Although we may be looking to a brighter future, a more hopeful tomorrow, let's not lose sight of the wonderful blessing of today as to not get so caught up in the future that we actually miss the present. And maybe that's why it's called the present. Welcome to the show. I'd like to take just a moment and invite you to become part of Bless Nation. And simply put, Bless Nation is what I lovingly refer to here in our community at Your Bless Life. This is a community of like-minded people who are interested in pursuing God's best for their life. If you're interested in pursuing a life that's promised to be rich and satisfying, I want to invite you to stop by yourblessedlife.com. That's yourblessedlife.com. And join us for regular insights, teachings, and resources that will bless your life. So join Bless Nation today. Hey there, my name is Jay Marsh, and it's great to get to be here with you today, and I want to welcome you to Your Blessed Life. Today in episode 16, I want to share really a framework. It's a simple framework, and it has to do with prayer. And this this simple framework is really something that you can do quickly and easily, and you can do it every day. I guess the best part about it is it really sets a certain expectation for your day. And it will no doubt put the, put the wheels in motion for your life so you can live your day to the fullest. Because really, if you, if you think about it, living your life to the fullest or living a blessed life starts with a blessed day. The reason this is so powerful is, well, is because we are really engaging our mind, our spirit, and even our soul And we're stepping out boldly in faith to grab a hold of the day. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, when when I first get up in the morning, morning, when my eyes first open, and really, even before my feet hit the ground, my mind is, boom, it's off to the races. It's going. It's like got its own agenda. My mind immediately goes to work. Yeah, it's trying to bring in all these different thoughts and things that I know I have to do for the day. And it's kind of as if my mind is trying to start the day in some kind of a weird chaos mode. And I I don't know if that's just me or if, if that happens to any of you. It's almost as if the cares of the world are piled up on my mental shoulders all at the same time. And they're trying to pull my mind in a hundred different directions. But I've come to learn that something very powerful is going on here. In fact, I think it's very revolutionary. It's profound, but it's, it's simple. And it's this. I'm in charge of my mind. I am in charge of my mind. And, and the reason I say this is because I tell myself that. I tell my mind what I want it to think, 
what I want it to focus on and what I want it to do. And the reason I do, because if I don't consciously tell it what to do, I tell you, it's like it makes stuff up and it's trying to make up a bunch of stuff all at one time. It's almost like I'm becoming this random bystander of the agenda or agendas, maybe, of all these million and one thoughts that are fighting for position in my mind. And, and, and it's even more so as I begin my day. So the way that I order my thoughts is I set my agenda for the day, and I set this agenda in less than 60 seconds. It's really like a 10,000-foot view up in the air of, of my day, overlooking my day. And it's, it's how I establish the very beginning of my day. And I do it every day, each day, the same way. And so when I set my mind and when I set my heart and even my soul in alignment in this, in this way, I really set my day to begin to go to work for me. And I do that even before I, I physically begin to go to work. So it kind of makes me think about a, a question or just to pose a question to you. And that is, how will you approach your day today? This day, how will you approach it? Will you make a conscious effort to really dial in to your day in a way that aligns your day with your best foot forward, with your best self? Is there a certain way that you would like your day to turn out? Well, I'm going to share with you this little three-part formula that you can set in motion to establish an awesome day a blessed day, really. And it begins by establishing a standard, a standard that is, is really bigger than any one task that you could set out to accomplish all day. And it's really bigger than any one thing that can happen to you today. It's a standard. So today, I want to encourage you to align yourself in a way that positions your heart, and your mind with the wonderful ways of God. So when we do this, we really, we replace our, our own personal limitations with this limitless potential of God working in us and through us. So allow your thoughts and your actions to be congruent. Allow them to be aligned with the belief that God wants his best for you. In fact, I, I would anchor that notion with a promise, with a promise from God that says just that. So let's start with, with a promise. And, and here's a promise in particular. It's a good one. It's a powerful one. I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being. And not for disaster, but to give you future and a hope. And that promise comes out of Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's anchor our belief in one more, just one more promise from God, just to kind of get the, the juices flowing here. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned for us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love him, to those 
who were called according to his purpose. That's a good one. And you know, you're, you're a child of God. And he wants you to show up today confident in who you are, as well as what he has in store for you. So let's look at tuning in and to get from this tuning in from the inside out. I want to encourage you to intentionally establish your day so that it it aligns your thoughts and your words so that that fullness, that glorious way of God can be released throughout your day. So what I want to do is I want to share these three keys, these three parts that can align your day in a way that will allow God's blessing to overtake you because that's what's at the end of these three declarations, these three keys. And so I want to share with you my daily declaration. And in less than 60 seconds, it sets the stage for the rest of my day. And it goes like this. Lord God, thank you for this day that you have made. Fill my heart with joy and thankfulness. Help me to see your fingerprint on all of life around me so that I may be present in each and every part of this day. Guide me with your Holy Spirit today, prompting me to act in a way that honors and glorifies you and releases the fullness of your blessing into my life. So that's the three parts of it with the end caption, that all-encompassing summary of those actions allowing the Spirit of God to release the fullness into your life. So in this prayer, this declaration, we've got these three parts, and they position us for God's fullness, right? So let's look at the first part. And really, if you had to sum up that first part, that first section, it's one word, it's gratefulness. So let's look at that one part again. It went like this, Lord God, thank you for this day that you have made. Fill my heart with joy and thankfulness. So right there, we're setting the stage for our mind and for our heart for a spirit of gratitude, for a spirit of gratefulness as we begin our day. And you know, gratefulness is really the number one enemy to fear and to doubt and to worry and to uncertainty because it's it's glorifying, it's humbling, it's rejoicing, it's renewing, and it completely erases fear, doubt, worry, and uncertainty. So on a side note altogether, when you're feeling uncertain or you're fearing anxious or doubtful or fearful, you start lifting up words to the to the Lord in prayer of what you're grateful and thankful for, and you watch those start to melt away. Very powerful. So this gratefulness, what it does is it takes the goodness of God and it lifts it up and it really exalts it and it magnifies it. And it says, Lord, I see all the good work that you've done, that you're doing around me. I see the, the good work that you've done in me, for me. And when you lead, when you lead with gratefulness, your heart and your mind begin to go to work aligned. They go to work for you in unison together. And they begin to look for opportunities to rejoice about all that God has done and, and even to celebrate in advance, all that he's going to do. So it it actually activates your faith in that respect. And, and nothing really speaks to your faith like gratefulness. In Colossians 
4, verse 2. It tells us to be thankful. It tells us to be grateful when we receive the answers from God that we have been lifting up in prayer. And it goes on to say, don't be weary. Don't be weary in your prayers, but keep at it. Stick to it. Stay, stay with it. And when we align our gratefulness with our faithfulness, we really open up the door for God to do something special, something mighty in our life. So let's move into the second part of that prayer and this declaration that positions us for this fullness of God's blessing to be released into our life. And that second part, I guess if I had to sum it up in one word, it would be consciousness. So let's look at this second part. Let's break it down. Here, here's that one statement. Help me to see your fingerprint on all of life around me so that I may be present in each and every part of this day. Consciousness is kind of the breakout word for that. So when I think about that word, consciousness, and, and being present in each and every part of this very day, you know, I can't help but to think about that although we may be looking to that brighter future, that more hopeful tomorrow, not to lose sight of the wonderful blessing of today so that we don't get so caught up in the future that we miss the present. And maybe, maybe that's why it's called the present. So at the heart of being present is a, is a reminder for us to enjoy this process, to enjoy the journey of our life. So how can we see in the print, that fingerprint, that uh, individual dialing in of God all around us, all around us? How can we see that? Well, if we look for it, we'll find it. And maybe it's as simple as just, just a breeze blowing through, you know, blowing through the trees. Maybe, maybe it's the birds chirping early in the morning. And I have to tell you, that's a personal favorite of mine. There is something very magical about hearing the birds sing first thing in the morning. I kind of imagine that they're singing to God. It's just, that's my own little thing. That's not in the Bible. So when we're looking to see that fingerprint of God around us, maybe it's simply, you know what? I woke up another day today. I've got breath in my lungs. I've got hope in my heart. You know, what can we do in our efforts to create a better future, but at the same time, not miss the opportunity of today? So maybe, maybe it's not to allow the noise of the day to cancel out the voice of God. I really think that's key to not let the distractions of the world remove the focus of God's voice in our life, in our spirit. So maybe it could be to not allow the parts of our day to dictate the whole of our standard, the whole of what we stand for, of what we believe in. I don't know, maybe it's allowing the bigger picture to override the smaller pieces. Not that the smaller pieces are less important, but knowing that you can find peace and a sense of solace in the process and knowing that the significance of life can be found in the journey, again, in that process, that makes up the moments of our day. I know when I'm coaching my boys' baseball team or whatever sport they're in, it seems like it happens most to me when I'm standing on the field. 
And it's as if God whispers down to me for just a moment, isn't this a beautiful moment? You're standing outside. You get to hear all these sights and sounds of people cheering and boys chattering and parents rooting for their kids. And it's, it's just a moment to relish and to be conscious of that moment. You know, if we look at Psalm 90, we see a reminder to be connected within our day, to be conscious of our day. So I, I want you to take a look at this prayer that, that Moses was saying to God, because it's, an, it's like a poem. It's like this beautiful poem, as are many of those Psalms. And this one is no different. So I want you to, I want to encourage you to check it out on your own. It's Psalm 90, because it's, it's got a little length to it. So in the meantime, I want to give you just kind of a, the quick gist of it here, though. It's that Moses is asking God, Lord, teach us to number our days aright so that we may gain a heart of wisdom instead of just carelessly living as though we had an infinite number of, of days. So the idea here is to approach each moment of each day as, as significant, as a gift, and treated with that sense of gratefulness and appreciation, and then living it out intentionally, not just being a bystander, letting it go by, being conscious of our day that helps us to be aware of what is, what is the thing that we're doing at that moment, in that very day. Because really, if you think about it, so goes our day or our days goes our life. And this is something that I constantly have to remind myself and to learn. And, and that is, although I can check off a dozen or so tasks, I'm one of those guys, man. I like to check off some tasks. It just fires up those neurons in my mind and my brain when I check that off my calendar, whatever it may be. But I have to ask myself and remind myself, and I have to declare to God, help me to pay attention to the parts that make up my day. So as we move into the final segment of the show, and but before we move into that final part of the prayer, the declaration that we're talking about, I want to pause for just a moment and ask you if you're enjoying the show so far, if it's, if it's, if it's speaking to you, if it's talking to you, if it's blessing you, because if it is, I just want to invite you to subscribe to the show. I, I want you to be able to have this on a regular basis. And it's easy to do. It's something you can do right now, right while you're listening to the show. Wherever you're listening to it from, you know, your your smartphone or your iPad or your desktop, what have you, it just takes a click of a button. If you're on the website, just hit the purple button on the right side of the page. And if you're on your smartphone, I think it's a purple button there too. It's right next to the podcast image. And, you know, when you subscribe, you're, you'll be set up to receive that next episode of the show and so I just want to encourage you to, to subscribe to the show and, and thank you for, for doing so. Thank you for supporting the show in that way. Okay, so in the final part of this prayer, of this declaration that positions us for the fullness of God's blessing to be released in our life, it's this. And I'm going to sum it up with one word first, then I'll read it. It's righteousness. That, that's, if I had to pick one word for it, that's it, righteousness. And so let me read that one I say read it. I don't need to read it. I, it's, I have it memorized. I say it every day. But it's this. Guide me, Lord, today with your Holy Spirit. Prompt me to act in a way that honors and glorifies you. So this final part 
of this declaration is about the righteousness of God inside of you, moving through you and being for you. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to take the lead in our life, we replace getting by, we replace surviving and even good enough with more than enough. Because you know, that's the focus of our Lord, more than enough. He's not a God of just getting by. He's a God of abundance. Praise God that he is. So we can replace good with greater. And I don't mean just to limit it with an earthly greater either, but a greater that is bigger than anything of this earth. In fact, that's what his word says. In 1 John 4, 4, he he puts it like this. Greater is he who's in me or in you than he who is in the world. That's greater. And so when, when the spirit of God is in us, absolutely nothing, nothing can come against us. His spirit is greater than anything that can come against us. And it's his spirit that acts as your compass. He's your guide. He's your way maker. And this is who you lean on when you have questions. I'm talking to the Lord all day long. I'm like, Lord, Holy Spirit, answer me this. Should I do this? Is this of you? Am I seeing this right? Give me some indication. Give me some sign. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm lifting him up in prayer. I'm praising him. I'm asking him. I'm visiting with him. Your Holy Spirit is your right-hand man or woman. <laughs> He's your right-hand person, your guide. So in the midst of each part of your day, you can live your, you can really live your life rooted in significance. And I think that that might be the core here about allowing the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to lead each part of our day because we're rooted in something bigger than ourselves bigger than our own agenda, bigger than the ways and the whims of the world, but by the spirit of the living God. When we line up a bunch of significant moments and then a bunch of significant days, you know what we get? We get a lifetime of significance. You know, each and every day of our life is really like a training ground and it develops the characteristics of our faith. And when we're diligent over these thoughts and proclaim them through our words, kind of words that strengthen our faith and puts us on a path to a brighter future, even in this moment and this day. So it's important for us to realize that our thoughts are molding our personal destiny. One moment, one portion of a day at a time, one day at a time. And our words are creating that that destiny, even in the moment as we're speaking them. You know, I heard it said that our experiences are but the outer expression of our inner thoughts. So this is a good reminder to not only be good stewards over our words, but over the our, the thoughts that mold those words. And I want to encourage you, blessed nation, today, to establish a daily declaration. And it can be in the form of a prayer. I, I kind of see them as one and the same. A declaration, maybe it's just more like a statement that is in the form of a prayer. But And you know, you're more than welcome to use the one that we just broke down. Or you could just take those three 
core parts of it, you know, the gratefulness, the consciousness, and righteousness, you could take those three parts of it and just use that as your own framework so you can personalize it for a declaration of your own. But I want to encourage you to establish a daily one either way, either way, however you do it. You know, if it's true that our thoughts and our words are either establishing or undermining our faith, then the adage of our thoughts being the most important thing and our words being the most powerful thing, it really gives us a huge advantage. And it gives us an advantage because we are intentionally, consciously designing our future day by day. So our days bring us closer to the future of our dreams. You know, we don't have to look very far at all in scripture to see this important notion of thoughts. You guys have probably heard of this proverb. It's so popular. It's Proverbs 23, 7. And it pretty well sums it up for us about this idea of thinking. And it, it, it goes, as a man, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If a thought makes its way into your mind and it has no business of being there, I want you to remember something. Remember my revelation that I had? Earlier in the very beginning of the show, you're in charge. If you have a thought that makes its way into your mind and it really has no business being there, I want you to call it out. I want you to rebuke it. If it doesn't line up or if it doesn't position you to move toward the ways of the Lord, if it doesn't align you in the way that specifically moves you to your best self, rebuke it, call it out, cut it out. It's not welcome. You are in charge of your thoughts. So now it's time to really supercharge those thoughts and release the power through, the, through your words. And scripture tells us that this little member in our mouth, this tongue, it's like a double-edged sword. You know, on one side of it, it's kind of like this super sharp Ginsu knife. You know, it's just cutting stuff, just, just cutting right through stuff. And then on the other side, it's like this precise scalpel. It just cuts away just perfectly. We don't have to give enough, or we don't rather, give enough credence, enough, I don't know, I guess credence is the right word, to our, to our own words and to the role, the power that they have in our life. But praise God, Scripture is there for us to remind us of what is worthy of giving, a, a giving that credence to. And Proverbs 18.21 reminds us about it says that our words have the power of life or death and that we will be the benefactor of what we speak. And I went on that short little rant on thoughts and speaking because I want you to allow your thoughts and allow your words to speak life into your faith. And I want you to declare it. Bless Nation, I'm so grateful for this time and this day that we got to spend together. It's an honor to get to be your host and your guide and your coach and kind of help you move down the path of your blessed life. And Blessed Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to ask you to, to leave us a review. Show us some love by uh, leaving us a review. If you're listening in iTunes, you can go to the iTunes store and once you get in there, so if you already subscribed to the show, you still have to go to the search button you can't click on the cover art if you're already subscribed you have to go to the search button in the itunes store and the i or in the ipod app and you have to type in your blessed life 
then when it comes up, you can click on the cover art and you'll see the, the ratings and review. You click that, you write your review, you tap the number of stars, boom, you're done. So if you do that for us, I want to thank you so much for taking the time because I know it takes time. And uh, just like this show takes time, you know, it's, it's an investment and I appreciate you guys taking that time, making that investment to share your love on the rating and review. Bless Nation, I want to thank you for tuning into the show right now, today. And I really do look forward to sharing the next episode that I've been preparing for you. And I've got a great one. Uh, so if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can hit that purple button right now and you'll be set for it. And speaking of set for it in that next show, I want to tell you just a little bit about it. So I have a featured guest next week. And the title of this episode is How to Find Peace in the Midst of Despair. Anybody out there been in any despair? (laughs) I got my hand up. I'm telling you, this guest is an awesome guest. And what's interesting is he's a relatively new Christian. So it puts a really interesting spin because, you know, on this show, I may bring you a pastor as a guest. I may bring you a brand new Christian. I may bring you a guy or gal who's been serving in a ministry capacity for some time. They may be in, it, it can be across the spectrum. So it's really insightful to see how a young Christian, but a, a, a young Christian that's in a leadership position, how he found peace in the midst of despair. So remember, until next time, God loves you and he wants to bless you. <laughs>